it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, a familiar face returns home. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 39 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how you doing on this lovely Sunday afternoon? I'm doing pretty good overall. A little tired today, but other than that, just hanging in. How about you? Why is that? Why are you tired? I don't know. You know, just one of those days. Hmm. Uh, You and I may have had some drinks last night. Would you say that's fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, We went over and... Had a little celebration with our buddy John, who was actually on the show. Uh, what were we celebrating? Just, just being alive. We're celebrating Saturday. Yeah, celebrating a Saturday. So we had a good time. I am also a little bit tired, so hopefully the voices don't sound too cringe on the mics today. Oh, no, we both sound handsome. It, perfect. Um, so on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about a former Tampa Bay Lightning player coming back and uh, back into the Tampa organization once again. Going to be talking some trades and Olympics on the other half of the show. Um, so Chase, let's talk about that player first, that being Jamel Smith. He's back in the org, obviously, earlier on this year. Put him on waivers, got picked up. Now he's back. Yeah, so Detroit puts him back on waivers. We claim him. Um, since we are the team that claimed him, he is now eligible to be sent right down to the American League without any issue. So um, I haven't seen if that's been official or anything yet, but I'm sure that's that's what's going to happen. But cool for Jamal. got to go play with his brother Giovanni for, you know, a couple games. That was really about all that happened. Um, you know, he's just, he's just one, you know, one of those fringe guys. He could play some, some minutes if you need him to, you know, like six to eight minutes in an NHL game, but he really can't bring more than that. So, this isn't, you know, too much of a surprise. I'm sure we'll see him at some point. We'll definitely see him, you know, in the playoffs as, as like a black ace, for example. But, um, you know, I, I would expect he'll be down in Syracuse at least for a little bit, though. Yeah, for sure. And let's also talk about one of the main stories that was a part of our episode last show, that being Jack Eichel. He was returning to the ice for Vegas for the first time in a year and a half, two years, something like that. And the first game didn't really go as planned as Vegas got shut out by Colorado. However, the second game, Eichel was able to get on the score sheet with an assist. So right now, two games, one point, one assist. He's minus one on the uh, plus minus board. How long do you think it'll take for Eichel to get back up to full speed, get back to the player that we all know and love? 
I mean, it's it's not an easy adjustment coming back and not playing really in like two years. So right. I got to imagine it's going to take a handful of games. Um, maybe he never becomes that player again. I don't know. It's not impossible. You've seen guys come back from injuries and, and not really be able to have success. But with modern-day medicine, modern-day treatments, I would assume he'll, he should be able to get back up to full speed. I don't know. Maybe give him like another, I don't know, another, another three to four weeks before he can really kind of hit a stride, I would say. Yeah, I know. I was watching the game against Colorado and obviously that being the big story they were talking about how Jack Eichel wouldn't expect much from him in the first five or so games but once he starts getting some real time on ice against like opponents in game setting then we should see him start picking it up a little bit and hey going from zero points and a minus one to one point and going even in the plus-minus category, that's a little bit of a step. But right now he is getting some good time on ice, averaging around 17 minutes. So I'm very interested to see what he can bring to this Vegas team and how soon it'll be to see him pick it up because that's a player that I think everyone knows since we've been talking about it. I am a huge fan of, so I'd love to see him you know, get back to his star ability. Yeah, they're really ho- just hoping he's up to form for playoffs as long as Vegas you know, makes it. Things don't fall apart. They've definitely been playing better. So they're just hoping that he's ready for playoffs and Mark Stone will be healthy at that point, hopefully, and you get him off LTIR, and all of a sudden they have a pretty damn good team. Yeah, and there's no games to look back on, obviously. We had a nice uh, eight-day stretch of no games. We are going to preview the upcoming game against the Edmonton Oilers. But before we do that, Chase, I did see something on the uh, front page of NHL.com, including... Um, one of our Tampa Bay players, that being Steven Stamkos, he is the last player to score 60 goals in an NHL season. That was back in 2011-2012. And he was on Sportsnet, and they asked him about Austin Matthews. And he said he believes Austin Matthews will be a guy that scores 60 goals pretty easily. And this is really a piece about Matthews, but whenever you see a, our captain, you know, Talking about other players, that's some pretty high praise, especially for a young guy like Matthews. Yeah, I mean, Stamkos has a lot of NHL success. Um, he, he was a first overall pick as well as Austin Matthews, so the guy knows what he's talking about. So comparing him, you know, like himself or other stars to, to, to Matthews, you know, like he, he can understand what the kid's talent is like. And, you know, I, I got to agree 100%. I, I, could, I could very well see him doing it this year and, you know, maybe have a stretch of a few seasons where he's at least 50-plus every year. Uh, there, there's a reason I put a good – Chunk of money, uh, a couple weeks on him to be MVP of the season. Ooh. So I got him at some decent. I got him at like plus eight hundred odds, and those odds are already shrinking. So, mm. um, he, he's he's got he's got to be my like current favorite to do it. Um, I mean he's really kind of carrying the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like yeah, they've got some talent around him. Like Mitch Marner's great. John Tavares having a good year. Of course Willie Nealander. But at the end of the day, it's Austin Matthews. Without him on that team, that team is drastically different. Like like they're not a playoff team. Yeah, right now Austin Matthews forty one goals through fifty two games on a 62-goal pace. Here's a crazy stat that still wows me, and it's going to wow me as I say it, but in Austin Matthews' last 97 games, he has 74 goals. So the guy is literally putting Mm -hmm. up a goal two out of every three games, which is just insane. He is a very special hockey player. We are blessed to be able to watch him play and really get to see him play for another legitimate 15 to 17 years, hopefully. We're talking about Eichel, Matthews. Now let's talk about two other young studs, that being for the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, I guess they're not too young anymore, but they are the stars of the league, and that's who we have on Wednesday, February 23rd at 7.30. 
We host them at Amelie. What do we expect out of this game? Are we thinking it's going to be good for us, bad for us? What are we thinking? It's not going to be easy. Edmonton's enrolling. They are currently on a five-game win streak ever since um, What's-His-Nuts took over as head coach. They've been rolling. Uh, they got Minnesota tonight, so maybe that streak will end before uh, you know this ep- before this episode releases, of course. Mm-hmm. But if not, it'll still be five wins in the last six games or a six-game win streak. They are rolling. They're looking really good. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, obviously, you know, the, the backbone of the team playing fantastic. The goaltending and defense has been a little better as well. But it's not going to be an easy game. I would say it's, you know, in terms of depth, I'm going to take the Tampa Lightning, of course, but it, it's a fairly even matchup with just how, like, great those two players are in, in McDavid and Dreisaitl. So right. I could see this going either way. I'm going to assume that it's going to be a, a season split on the on the series of two games. So since Tampa's the home team here, I will take Tampa on this one. Um, I am actually going to go the other route. Unfortunately, like obviously I don't want to be rooting against Tampa Bay Lightning and I, and I won't be, but uh, I just think an eight day break is pretty tough. And for this game, I think it's just whoever's going to score the most goals, whoever's going to have the hottest offense because that, that is how hockey works. Whoever scores the most goals wins. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, they've been playing where our guys have been resting for quite a while, obviously playing practice and stuff, but practice does not equate to in-game action. So I'm going to lean slightly towards Edmonton in this one. I'll say it's like a, a 4-3 game or something. So uh, I'm excited for it, and I hope Vasilevsky performs well because if he does, then, you know, we got a real shot. But eight eight days, is, it's a long break. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I, I, I'm i going to go 4-3 as well with the Tampa Lightning win, though. Okay, there we go. Seven goals are going to be scored, though, no matter what. Yes. <laughs> we're telling you that right off we, we the bat. We already predicted this once. We're predicting it again. Remember? Like two weeks ago? Yeah. Score was completely wrong, but seven goals scored. It was because you predicted six to one, I think, and yeah. I did seven to nothing. Yeah, and it was, it was four to, to three. Or oh, it was, it was five to two. It wasn't a five to two. Is that what it was? Whatever it was. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. It was seven goals and a win. Yeah, it's going to be seven goals this time, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about the Olympics, a trade that went down, and some other stuff. So we'll be right back. Hoops fans, the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope and why. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring 
the show. Uh, any betting needs that you have, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Chase, before we get into the trades that we wanted to talk about, do we just want to talk about what you just sent me in Twitter? The uh, the, the old Vancouver the, Canucks versus the Anaheim uh, Ducks sequence? Yeah, we, we can talk about like, that. I was watching during the commercial break, and I'm thinking, what the hell is happening here? This might be, and uh, World Hockey Report tweeted it out and said, how did I miss this? This is grounds to be regulated, relegated excuse me, to the AHL. And I got to agree, maybe even the easy. This was bad. I don't even know how to, like, break this down. Like, I, I want to, but I watch it happen, and, you know, uh, we, we can retweet it on the Bolts broadcast account. Yeah. But uh, whoever's in that, I would assume Demko um, kind of just – Stops puck behind the net, miscommunication with whoever the defenseman is, and they both kind of panic like, "Oh shoot, what do I do? All right, you know what I'm gonna do now? Now the defenseman gonna pass the puck across the goalie's crease into the corner. Yeah, no one's there. Guy's got a retrieve it. Puck just gets shot off the boards, and somehow this puck squeaks through, and no one can stop it. I, I don't, I don't even. I've I've never seen a play like this in my life. It looked like there was multiple opportunities once the puck snuck through Demko. To actually stop it from going over the line, you even see the defenseman put his stick like right on the line, but then he just like lets go of the stick, and the puck just trickles right by the line. It just yikes! It's 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 really bad, but it's really funny. Yeah. Um. All right. Interesting. So let's talk about this trade that the Maple Leafs uh did here. They made a trade with the Coyotes, and the Maple Leafs got Ilya Labushkin and Ryan Zingle, uh, while the Coyotes acquired Nick Ritchie and a conditional second round pick. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, you know, not a barn burner of a trade, but this, you know, this, there's enough value going back and forth. That's definitely worth mentioning. It's, it's NHLers for sure. Um, Nick Ritchie was just looking for a way out of there, looking for a way to get rid of Nick Ritchie. Apparently is what it was. So, um, you know, and a good opportunity in Arizona. He, you know, can maybe see a little more action than he does in Toronto because of the state of that roster. A second round pick or a third round pick, whatever they do, I think it's. I just believe it's their choice. Um, I don't know exactly like if it's just they have to decide at the draft when the hell they decide. I don't know, but whatever if they want the pick this year or if they want to wait and get a higher round pick in a couple years, they can do that too. So a little weird, but for Toronto to get uh, Zingle and Labushkin, you know, it's not bad. It's nice, you know, a, a good bottom six, maybe middle six type guy for Zingle and Labushkin can be a good third pair defenseman. I I, I would say it's a it's a solid trade, but not. I don't know if it's going to be like. I don't know if it's going to be quite a Blake Coleman trade where it puts you over the top. Right. I think the Tyler Toffoli one was definitely bigger than this one. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Is there a limit on how far out the future assets can be when you trade? Because this one, uh, the conditional second, the second would be in 2025. The third in 2023. 2025 is four years from now when it comes to like the actual 2025 yeah. draft pick. Um, we got this offseason and then another three after that until we hit this. There technically isn't, but it's very rare that trades um, are more than three years out. Like, this was the first one since 2006 that was four years out. I think it's what was what the year was, so it rarely ever happens. Um, it, it just GMs know that, you know, if I'm trading for a pick four plus years from now, realistically, what are the odds I'm actually going to be able to use this pick? I, I, I will be fired, retired, or moved on to another job more likely than not. It, it's it's hard to keep your job at that level. So they don't really trade those picks. They try to get picks as recent as you know, like as soon as possible mm-hmm. because obviously they want to use them. So it, it's very rare that this happens. Um, I'm going to assume that they're going to probably go with the 2023 pick. Um, they, I, I got to assume they got to make their decision by the end of next season is, is probably how that works. So 
I would assume they'll go that one just, just take take the more recent pick because, you know, to wait another two years on top of that is a long time. Right. I think that's insane. Like, obviously, playing a lot of NHL franchise mode, you can trade five years in advance with future assets. And as the new season rolls on, then you get another year of picks and everything. So, you know, we're used to that. But seeing an actual 2025 draft pick get traded is strange. Insane. Like, it's, that's so far out. It's it's definitely different. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about Olympics. Well, well first, I have to start with the uh, Women's Olympics, where, you know, I thought USA was going to take it all. Unfortunately, yeah. that was not the case. No, it, it really, reality was, this wasn't a super deep U.S. team. It, it was just a talented team that I thought had a chance to, to do it. They looked good. Uh, but, of course, you know, this Canadian roster was pretty tightly packed. Uh, Marie, Marie Filipoulian, yet again, um, she's got three game-winning goals, three gold medal games against the U.S. in the Olympics. Mm, uh, so that. That, that, that's just asinine. She obviously was a stud, but the MVP of the tournament was uh, Brianne Jenner uh, on the Canadian team. Uh, I believe it was 16 points through, or 14 points, excuse me, 14 points for seven games, nine goals, five assists. So a hell of a tournament en route to Canada winning gold, U.S. getting silver, and then Finland ending up with bronze. So, not too much of a surprise for those top two teams. Yeah. And the third one, you know, it, it could go either way, but Finland really is the next best of that bunch probably anyway. So so this was really not too much of a surprise here. And a hell of a tournament for Finland all around with yeah. women's, but also men's because we can talk about it now as Finland actually won gold. They beat the ROC or just Russia in the gold medal game. I did not see that coming. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really either. I thought that would have been, you know, a little different, but but good for them. Uh, they, uh, you know, I talked about it before. Finland, they don't necessarily put together the most talented teams, but they put together good hockey teams. That they're they're a group of guys that play the right way, play together. They they fit into the system really well, and you, you see they'll, they'll sometimes leave some top talent off, but they'll only take guys that fit into that system, and it works out at really every, every level. I, over the um, last six years, they have meddled in pretty much every tournament they've played in, whether it be, um, you know, the Olympics, the World Championships, World Juniors. It's like all the, all the big tournaments that they're playing, playing on the men's side, they're pretty much meddling in. So Finland's clearly already one of the top nations that's on the up and up, too, in terms of developing a system. You know, may, maybe NHL teams try to focus on drafting a little more Finnish guys going forward, try to get three or four or five Finns on, on your roster and, you know, try to replicate that system onto your own team. And, hey, I love that because currently – uh, Chase, John, who has been on the show, like I mentioned earlier, and I, we partake in franchise challenges or what we call them GM mode challenges because when we started way back when, it was called GM mode. And we're doing a Dallas Stars one currently. Well, my defense is made up of four fins. My goalie is Noah Volley, who is a future NHLer, fin goalie prospect. And I got a couple of fins on the offensive side, too. So, obviously, I took advice from uh, what you just mentioned because I love my team right now. So many dominant Finnish players. I got a couple of Swedes in there, too. And it's just a lot of fun when you build teams around Euros and compared to Americans and Canadians who, yeah. you know, are very prevalent. Yeah, that's definitely fair. But um, anyway, move, moving on. Through more of that tournament, um, we'll bring off the rest of the medalers real quick. Of course, we know the U.S. and Canada did not medal, but uh, ROC gets silver by default. And Team Slovakia coming out of the woodworks, grabbing bronze. Uh, Over thanks. Sweden. Yeah. Big one. Thanks completely to Uri Slavkovsky, who had one hell of an Olympic. 
uh, turned 18 during the tournament, seven games played, seven goals scored, uh, le- tied the tournament leading points. Him and him and a bunch of guys had seven, but wins MVP, gets on the um, the all tournament team with uh, Sakari Manninen from Finland, Lucas Walmark from Sweden on the back end, Mikko Lettinen from Finland, Igor Yakolov from Russia, and then in net Patrick Rebar from Slovakia. Not a surprise there, but that, that Slovakia team that they, they they found some magic and. I've talked about him before, you know, you'd be, be on the lookout for the Slovakia team in the coming years. Uh, I was really, you know, has banking, not banking on them, but I had faith in them in, in this World Juniors that just recently got, you know, postponed. I, I thought they would have, you know, maybe had a chance to possibly sneak a medal in there somewhere, but they're they're on the up and up. This is just a great start for them. Slavkovsky has cemented himself as a um, top 10 pick guaranteed at this point in the NHL draft. There's, there's no chance he falls out of that, and he's probably safely inside the top five now as well. And... What a what a great tournament for him because as we mentioned, the World Juniors is that stage for all of these young guys to go out and prove like, okay, I should be higher than what I'm rated right now. Or maybe they slip up and they end up falling in the draft, such as uh, Aturati, uh, Aturatu. And so your Slavkovsky doesn't get that chance because World Juniors ends prematurely. He now does in the Olympics and shows off, wins the MVP of the entire tournament, which, I mean, I'm looking right now at elite prospects, and he's anywhere ranked from five at the absolute highest, or excuse me, four by Sportsnet, but then you got people ranking him at 14, at seven, um, down at eight, and I mean, after a performance like that, I got to agree, he is definitely going top five. There's going to be adjustments, Um, you know. It's kind of like how Mort Sider was my favorite player in the 2019 draft. Not necessarily that I thought he was the number one player in the draft, but just my favorite guy who I thought was going to, you know, out, out succeed what people were thinking and had a lot of faith in. Slavkovsky's been the same thing. I always, you know, went back when he was a borderline top 10 pick, middle of the round, first round type guy. I was like, this, this kid's got a lot of talent. I think he can be a lot more than that. Obviously, he goes on, puts on a show here. He's getting that recognition. So I'm happy for him. Hopefully, he can you know, find that success in the NHL. I got to imagine it's going to be a quick jump for him. He might take another year of development in, you know, like Finland or um, maybe go to the American league, but like physically he, he's ready. I mean, oh yeah. yeah he, Six, four, yeah. two twenty already. Yeah. He, so he, yeah, he, he can do it and he has the talent. So I would not be too surprised to see him in the NHL next year. Yeah. It'd be really cool. And before we move on, Ooh. well, it's, it's still moving on anyway, but forgot to completely even forgot about this to put in the notes, but the World Juniors reminded me the World Juniors has been rescheduled for 2022. I don't know if you saw that or not. I have not. Yeah, so this happened a couple of days ago. It was kind of like hidden news. It wasn't really that big of news. Thought we'd yeah. see more buzz about it, but it'll be played in the middle of August in Alberta, Canada. Uh, they don't have dates yet, but it's going to be a brand new competition. It's completely scrapping the results of what happened already at the World Juniors. So those couple games that were played didn't happen. So Connor Bedard having that four goal game didn't happen. No, no such thing. Yeah, that's which is stupid to me. Like he. He's going to be now he's going to be 17 at this because he's a July birthday. Uh, so instead of being a 16 year old scoring four goals of the world juniors, he's not going to be a 17 year old, but probably play even better than he did. Um, Do they plan on doing another world juniors in December? Yes. Okay. Th- th- this is this, weird. This will be from what I understand, the same eligible ages of what this, the world juniors I got postponed is. Whereas mm-hmm. the one, you know, in the next December will be for the next year. So like you can still do 2002 birthdays in this one where the one in um, December, that's only 2003 and younger. I guess I understand that giving the players that would be ineligible next year, that opportunity still, that's cool. But at the same time, I just already feel like I'm not as invested because this is going to be after the draft. And 
I feel like that's where I get the most hyped about. I get to see some players that are coming into this upcoming draft and seeing what they can do and see how they affect their draft stock when this really isn't going to do much for that. Yeah, I, I think we're going to end up seeing a good amount of guys not play, especially like like a guy like Shane Wright is going to go yeah. first overall, and it'll be a month before NHL training camp. Like, there's really no need for him to go. Right. Sure, he wants to go win, you know, international gold. Well, who who wouldn't want to? But at the same time, when you're at first overall pick in the NHL, you want to you're focused on the NHL. You want to play in the NHL. That's that's your that was your goal your whole life growing up. So there's going to be guys that choose to opt out of this tournament because of that. So it's going to yeah. be a lackluster tournament. But at the same time, maybe it means a couple guys get some opportunities that you didn't expect and they can show up in a big way. That'd be cool. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. We're going to move on to hockey name of the day now. Uh, We got Ruman. I'm going to go with Ruman. Ruman. Ruman Durr, the end silent. So it's it's Ruman, like like Ru, like Ru, Ooh, not ooh, ooh. Like Ruman. Yeah, Rick Ruman. It's a little bit like... Oh, no, okay, no I nailed that. I nailed okay. that. Okay. Continue. Endure. What? Endure. You say the end. Endure. Roman oh, endure. God. Yes. So I think a lot, I think a good amount of people, or not a good amount of people, but at least a fair amount of people will recognize his name. Uh, Roman was a big enforcer defenseman that played some NHL games, uh, played internet, um, international games, played minor league, played 69 total NHL games. Um, nice. Played for, for the Buffalo Sabres, the Atlanta Thrashers. Um, had a you know decent career there a little bit the New York Rangers as well played over in England, uh, but really what he's most notably known for is for playing for the Danbury Trashers in the UHL. Uh, he was featured prominently on that um, on that documentary on Netflix, Crime and Penalties. Hmm. So uh, have you ever watched that or no? Nope. You need to watch that. It's it's un- I can't believe you haven't watched that yet. I've I've definitely told you about it before. It's it's unreal. It's 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 great. So well, he also told me to watch some other stuff that was just. This is literally a hockey documentary that's about like a team that's owned by the mafia, pretty much. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's great. It, that's that, I don't. That's as much as I want to say without giving out too many details. But most people, I'm sure, listening, um, if they even know what I'm talking about, have seen it. it, it it's great. But yeah, uh, Ruman was was on the documentary. Was interviewed. He was on that team. Uh, you know, just had a decent little career. I don't know what he's up to nowadays, but uh, you know, he's long retired. Last played in 2009, 2010. Yeah, I looked him up. Uh, first picture I see is him in those just sexy Buffalo Sabres jerseys. Also, I see he was born in Nigeria. Yes, he was. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot to mention that part. Meant to, but forgot about it. And he's actually right now an assistant coach in the GOGHL for the London Nationals. So he's coaching decent level of hockey. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. want to thank you so much for coming out and giving us a listen. We'll now let Chase hit you with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, you can follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need right there. Uh, you know, make sure with HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, find all the podcasts the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, wherever you're listening if you rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you stop at DraftKings. Thanks so much for coming out. We'll talk to you next time.